Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So great to have you here. We've got a guest interview for you today. It's going to be so fun. I got my friend Brittany here, and she's going to share so generously from her testimony. You're going to walk away blessed, okay? Before we dive in, make sure that you join us. You are invited. We have a purpose planning masterclass on Thursday, November 30th. This is so fun. This is an all-time fave, so we're bringing it back this year by popular request, and this is not your average vision board party, okay? So if you want to really get clear for 2024 and you want to lay that foundation before we step into a new year, this is definitely going to be something to plug into. It's free, so why not? You can join us inside Courage Co. It's www.courageco.org. And also on Thursday, during the lunch hour, perhaps, depending on where you are, but at 1 p.m. Central Time, we are hosting a live information session for the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification Program that starts on January 8th. So the waitlist is currently open. You can apply and we're shutting that down soon, so make sure you move on that. But we do have live information sessions, so you can join us live and get your questions answered. So two big things coming up this Thursday, November 30th. Make sure you plug in. You can connect and find both of those things over at www.courageco.org. Let's dive in. Welcome, Brittany, to the God's Vibes podcast. I am so honored to be here. This is going to be so fun. So Brittany, I know that we are new and knowing each other, but not really spiritually, which is fun. But tell the folks who you are. Tell them a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Yeah. So my name is Brittany Hybor, and I always start with I am a Jesus lover. And I also always share a fun fact that I am absolutely obsessed with black coffee and I love deep conversation. So those are like my three fun facts that I always share. I'm a woman that loves deep conversation, which is why I'm super excited to have been invited onto this podcast because I know it's not going to be surface level. No, ma'am. I am also- We don't do that around here. (laughs) I know. I'm, again, very, very excited. And we just came off also recording for my audience. So I already know what the vibes of God's vibes is going to be. And what I would also share is that I'm a mom to two little. So I'm in the thick of it for sure. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. I have a wonderful partner who I, you know, speaking of just like being grateful for, so grateful for everything that he does for our family and for us. God knew what he was doing, uh, partnering me with him. And I also... I'm really leaning into this space of empowering what I would say ambitious women kind of in midlife to really get unstuck and to step into their purpose on purpose, really living in what lights them up. And in particular, what God has in store for them, which is what we've talked about, our missions being somewhat similar in that in that regard and really helping them unlock the clarity, confidence and courage to step into that, because that is actually what matters. And That's that's a bit about me. So I do one-on-one coaching in that space um, and provide just a a safe space to be seen, heard, and empowered around those things. And I also have a corporate job, but we'll unpack that as a part of my story because I know I shared with you, there are some changes coming, which I really believe is faith in action. So I'm not going to share too much on that. At. Totally. But I also have a podcast, Her Unlocked, all that fun things. I'll share more about that later. Love. So tell us too, you're you're transitioning well. So tell us <laughs> about your God journey. Because I love hearing this, right? Because we come from so many different walks of life, so many experiences that have shaped us and they're all valid. So I would love for you to share what your God journey has been. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was like thinking about that as you kind of prompt me earlier with, hey, like, I'm going to have you walk through your your God story. And I think, you know, I think of mine and the word that comes forward is like, pretty traditional. So I was raised Lutheran. I did all of the things where you go to church on Sundays, and we pray the same prayer at dinner every single night. And we would say, you know, we're Christians, we believe in God. And it wasn't, you know, off the table that, oh, we, you know, when positive things happened, we talk about how God was showing up in our life. So it was there. Yeah. But like, lightly there. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying, where it was kind of like, okay, like surface level Christian. And again, nothing against, you know, how my parents raised me or my church. Like, I'm so thankful because I I have had the foundation of 
believing in God and Jesus my whole life. So I'm very familiar with that. That wasn't new to me. That's a part of my story, but just kind of this idea that it was very somewhat performative and more passive is probably the better word. A passive Christian is kind of how I would, I would put it um, in my younger years. And I have this moment, I was reflecting on this when I was in church the other week, um, because I now go to a church that's kind of, um, we sing a lot of modern music, people like I've got my hands up, very different than the Lutheran setting. Yeah, Very very (laughs) traditional in the aspects of, you know, the hymns we covered, um, the pews, the vibe of the church again beautiful but I remember attending and I was thinking about this the other day because I was like when did I decide to like start raising my hands in church which may seem like no big deal to some people but I felt like that was like a pivotal moment in my faith journey to be like I don't really care what people think about me part of my story is caring deeply about what others thought and why I think I stayed in kind of that passive place of Christianity because it's all I kind of saw I didn't really see anything else but I remember this moment we had a chapel across the street and in the chapel we had our student ministry and we would sing some more music and just like I'm going to keep using the word vibe because it keeps coming forward which is no (laughs) surprise on a podcast named God's I understand it (laughs) (laughs) The vibe was just so different. Like I felt him moving through my entire body and I'd never felt that before. And I was just like, what is this? Like, and it wasn't, nothing changed overnight in that moment, but I come back to that moment. I think you were sharing at one moment, you were like, what happens between 10 and 13 is super formative. Yes. About identity and what's yeah. interesting is I'm pretty sure that was the age of this like moment I had in this in this chapel singing kind of more modern worship music and I was like that was the moment where I saw Jesus differently like I saw Christianity differently it felt more approachable attainable it felt like something that you felt from the inside out versus yeah. from the outside in which is yeah. kind of the whole story with Christianity yes and so it took a while to kind of rewire my thinking around Christianity. And I would dabble in the Bible. I would dabble, like I went to college and I found a church. And again, it felt very like check the box kind of Christianity. I had some friends that were, you know, followers of Christ, some not. Sometimes I was in Bible study. Sometimes I wasn't. It was kind of in and out. I always believed in, in Jesus. I always believed in God, but it is really different now. And what kind of tipped it when I think about kind of my God story is finding a church that was really aligned to how I felt like God was calling me to show up in my faith. Yeah. And I know that it can be easy to follow suit with where you went as a kid, but I married uh, a guy who um, went to a non-denominational Christian church very forward thinking in the sense of, like I say, forward thinking with quotes, but just like very different in making messages and sermons that were, that I was like, oh, now I get it. Like, I understand it. I kind of think of how you talk about God and his word and how he shows up. Like, again, very approachable and attainable. Yeah. And that changed everything because we went to some of his services and I was like, what, like, what, what is this was different and I I felt that feeling that I did in the chapel Mm. happening yeah and that was a big pivotal moment was like finding and dating this man who is my husband yeah (laughs) Um, getting to I know like getting to to walk in that faith together but separately Mm. and then from that point on like it did take a while to build in the habits of reading God's word getting up early starting my day with him I was never a morning person not to say that you have to get up but I'm a mom of two kids there's not a lot of quiet in my life and so it was these behaviors that I started practicing that were not perfect that were messy I also think I shared with you when we weren't recording I was like the one that didn't want to pray out loud. I was embarrassed of what was going to come out. I thought there was yeah. like, quote, unquote, some perfect way to pray, some yeah. perfect way to talk about God. <laughs> nope. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we're imperfect humans. He tells us that. It says that in the Bible. And so yeah. I think like when I started to let work on this whole, what what will people think? What will people say? And like rewire that 
it changed everything in my faith walk. It changed how I showed up for my family. I'm like, I want my kids to see God, not just at church and not just prayer over a meal. Like, what does it look like to live a Christ-centered life? When I started asking myself that, things changed. Yeah. It's amazing. I think it's so powerful to hear this, right? So for some people too, that are on their walk, right? Pay attention to those impressions, right? You felt something in your entire body and you could have ignored that. That could have been like, this random moment in your youth, right? That like, oh, it didn't even matter. Like you could have just missed that, but you chose to see how significant that was so that it actually informed a decision, a destiny decision later in your life, right? Like you're like, oh, this is significant, right? This is God, this is beyond me. And this isn't just some weird feeling. Like this is actually an impression. This is God, right? And I love thinking that being inspired literally means being in spirit. Like being in yes. the flow of God. So sometimes people talk about, I need motivation to do things. I like to look more for like, where's the spirit moving? That that to me is like more attractive, right? So if you can even just start noticing in your life, like I started to, it's almost like matrix like moments, you know what I mean? Where you just like yeah. come into like the center of a moment. You're like, this is significant. Something big is happening here, right? Like something yeah. is happening and on the outside to anybody else, nothing looks like it's happening. And you still look like the same human, but like you are literally being changed on the inside. And that is always significant, right? So I love that. There's no moment that's too small with God. They're all big. Mm -hmm. So that's so, so powerful. So how did this journey lead you to what you do today? Yeah. So a lot of it, I call the spirit work, which I think you'll get, which is really about unpacking who you are, whose you are, what are your unique gifts? What are your core values? What impact do you want to make? And so I went through a season, which some people can relate as we walked the pandemic. I felt really lost. I walked a really dark season that I really felt like I was living on the sidelines of my life. And again, there was always, God was always there. So it wasn't like I lost faith, but I wasn't being that active Christian that I know would help bring that clarity that I know was needed. And then I got pregnant and pregnancy for me, again, maybe you can relate mothers (laughs) listening in like not my favorite thing, like takes me to a dark place pretty quickly. Like I'm so thankful to birth another human into this world (laughs) and in the same breath, not my favorite thing. And so that coupled with walking through a dark season of a little bit of um, high functioning anxiety and depression really took a toll on me. And so I was, I was about to have my second born, my second baby in 2021. So it wasn't that long ago that I've really stepped into what I'm doing today, what I feel I'm called to do today. Yeah. It started with the physical aspect of me. Like I had stopped taking care of myself and I feel like God was like, I need you to wake up. I need you to not just figuratively, but literally get off the sidelines of your life because I was just like, I had a, my first child and I would just just like cringe at the idea of him asking me to play, asking me to do these things that like, I was just depleted and exhausted. And I just had this moment where he was like, I need, I, I need you to start prioritizing your health. And we're going to start with physical, but then little did I know when I started moving my body, I started making different decisions on how I was fueling my body, how I was resting, all of those important things. Yeah. It cleared up energy and capacity to see what else he was trying to do in my life. I call, I think my health, my physical health journey was the catalyst to my mental health journey, my spiritual health journey. And my financial health. I always talk about those four things because that is the game for me. And because of that obedience, which isn't easy, if anyone's been like, I think a lot of us are on our own health journeys, but it was like, it's a non-negotiable. Like he planted on my heart. Like he was like, you're, this is a non-negotiable, whatever that looks like in every season, you're going to make choices from a place of, you know, if I want to be her what decision would I make if I want to follow and be obedient to him? Like, what would I be doing to take care of myself, even if it looks different every day? Yes. So that cleared up room for yes. other things. I love when I want to pause on that for a second, because I think yes. these are keys, right? Like sharing testimonies often can give you wisdom, right? Like you don't have to go through as much pain if you can take some keys that people are dropping for you. 
<laughs> like, yes. geez. So I love that you said it because I found this to be true too, that typically it does happen in that order, right? Like if you're out of alignment in your physical health, it's really hard to focus your brain, right? Yes. To like sit down and be still. So like, you've got to bring discipline to caring for your vessel and making mm -hmm. that like a daily discipline where you keep a promise with yourself to walk every day or to put clean foods into your body, or at least give your body energy that it can work with, right? That's going to rebalance you in so many ways, not just energetically speaking, but your hormones, it's going to clear your mind in a lot of ways, right? You're going to feel like a different person when you're hydrated, like, <laughs> Ah, right. When you have good sleep, like just taking care of your physical does, you said, increase your capacity, right? Then you can take it to, okay, now cool. I've got more focus and now I can focus my brain. Right. And now when you focus, you learn how to be still awesome. Now I can work on my spiritual development. Right. And yeah. then I can see things from a different or a higher perspective. And then I know what to do in those areas too. So you said financial next, right. But that's so important. If you've been really wanting to get a breakthrough in your life, sometimes you got to slow down and actually do that thing that you know to do. And it's usually yeah. <laughs> the easiest thing not to do or the thing that we made an excuse not to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, so instead of making all the excuses, you start putting action in there instead. So instead of hitting snooze, you get up. Instead of making excuse, you do it. Like, right? Like you just start training a new behavior. So I love that physical increases capacity for all the other things. So a lot of times that is a major breakthrough in your life and keeping promises with yourself, right. Is how you build integrity momentum, right. Which is how you build confidence. So I love that. You're like, if I can get myself to work out or take care of my health every day, I can do this yep. other thing, right. <laughs> if I can raise humans, I can do this. <laughs> yes. Right. And like only, I can. And the only way to raise humans yeah, to raise yourself. All of those other things. I think that's my, my, the big, I don't know if it's an aha, but just like one of the things that I share, especially with moms. Yeah. Is it's so e easy to get caught up and you talked about excuses. So this is the excuse. And like society gives you this, like, yeah. it's just a season. I just need to survive. I don't need to thrive. My and personality. like, <laughs> Exactly. It actually, I think it's like a pet, like it makes me so mad when <laughs> that is something that, that we get served up and that women fall trapped to. And I, I have fallen trapped to that for sure, but it's yeah. like, man, no, like this is actually a season to thrive in. Like you are being refined. Yeah. You are being, you're being asked to hold more, which means yeah. hey, like, creating that capacity, leaning into, to these things is going to matter even more. And the whole idea, which I know it sounds cheesy. It's like pour, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, but like you can't right physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, like you have to take care of all of those things with God at the center. Like that was always my thing. I was like, I want to live a Christ centered life. What what does that mean when it comes to my physical health, when it comes to my mental health, my spiritual health, yeah. my financial health? Like, what yeah. is God calling me to do differently yeah. that gets me more in alignment? And I know that's something we've, we've talked about is just how yeah. to live in alignment. This is the work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Make it practical, practical spirituality. This is not something that is cerebral and we kind yeah. of like live from the head up. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't even get down into our hearts, yeah. but if you actually start living from your heart and you start making things practical, right? Like, are you living the scripture you're reading? Right? Yeah. Like that's actually oh. the point. It's not how much, you know, it's how much you live. Right. So I think for anybody that is having a hard time, how can you take one practical step on what, you know, right? You can't say, I don't know. <laughs> people, people know that work with me. Like we don't use that phrase. Like if you did know, what would you do? Like, right. Like start doing that, start training new behaviors. So you go on this journey, you start practicing all these new behaviors. You're basically like rewiring what people will call your best self, your highest self. What starts to happen? Yeah. I start to get clearer on my unique gifts. And so yeah. I think that like, we can just be like, I think that can be hard at first, right? Of like, what is my purpose? And what are my unique gifts? And like, we're always going to the negative and like, what are my weaknesses and trying to solve for that versus like, you know, leaning into what are my unique gifts? What's the impact I want to have, you know, back, back to that spirit kind of spirit work that I was talking about. Yeah. One step was just getting clear on my core values. 
things because right, those are your North stars. And I have done the quote unquote exercises that people put out there. I'm in corporate America. I'm in learning and development. There's lots of exercises to find your core values, which are helpful. (laughs) Yeah. And if you are, you know, and I know you'd agree with this, but if you are a follower of God, like your core values you find in the Bible, like, right. Like that's where you go to really unpack that. And so it required me to spend more time in the Bible than I was and really asking him like, what, what are my North stars? What are my core values? And then highlighting and honestly asking him like, what are my unique gifts? Like, what is it that I have done? You've taken me through so far. What have you educated me? What are my experience? Like all of that and really highlight where can I be using my unique gifts more or differently? Because here's the thing. I am in corporate America and I felt lost. I felt burnt out. So there was a little bit of that happening as well as a part of my story of just like something feels off. Some I feel burnt out. I feel like I'm not actually standing in my truth in what I'm doing. And I couldn't figure out what it was. Is it the job? Is it the the team, the manager, the company? I don't know. And it was like, well, I got to first figure out and get clear on who I am, whose I am, what do I desire to do? And is he calling me? I know you've mentioned this in, in seasons of your life. Is he calling me to stay where I am and just use things differently? Or is he calling me to do something else? And what I realized is there was some of that I was going to do in the four walls of of corporate America where I could lean into what I believe my my calling is, which is to empower women to step into a life and career that lights them up, whatever that may look like for them, getting away from what I was mentioning, the the surviving versus thriving. A lot of times we climb a ladder in our careers and in life, and then suddenly look over and we're like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, is this what he has for me? Yes. Is this not what you start to question yes. a lot of things, or maybe you're new to, to bringing God into your life. And that changes everything for you. You're totally. like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. And so it's really helping women do that. And I had to do the work my first, if he was calling me to do that, I'm like, okay, like, what does that look like for me? What glass ceiling have I put on myself or have, who or others have put on me or the enemy has put over for me yeah. that's holding me back from yeah. what God's God's calling me to do. And I just knew my the the red thread in my in my story and in my career and what I do yeah. is exactly what I'm doing today. And yeah. I could have talked myself out of it a million times if like I have a full-time job, I have two littles, yeah. I, you know, juggling a marriage and a community, all the things, right? Yeah. Like we all are quote unquote busy. Yes. And so there was every reason not to. Yep. step in, get educated, get coaching, make the investments, yes. set myself up. I know we talked on my episode just yeah. uh, a little bit ago was the faith gap. And when you were talking about that, I was like, that is exactly what I did. I was like, I am here. I know he's calling me to help unlock the potential in every yeah. woman so that yeah. she no longer has to just survive. She gets yeah. to thrive. Yeah. But I've got to fill, I got to like. Yeah. That's my that That's yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's another brilliant key, right? It's like, okay, once you start doing the practical spirituality steps, right? And those are clear, right? The steps of a good man are ordered. God will make your steps clear and they will be personal and unique to you. And then once you start mastering that, then the beautiful thing is, okay, now let's talk about purpose, right? Now that you're healthy and you actually have a foundation you can stand on, that's let's build, build to what's next, right? So what's beautiful about that is it's how you're uniquely wired, and what you started to find out, what you have passion for, and what comes a little more naturally to you than other people, right? So empowerment, encouragement, these are probably things that have been programmed into you or that you're a junkie for, right? Yep. Not yep. everybody is, right? So yep. that, that gives you like great insights when you start looking for them. And when you start looking for them, then God starts to show you, okay, like here is the journey that is possible for you, but you have to live it first. You have to pioneer it. So even if you haven't seen somebody go first and do that, it's like, that's the journey. If you want to have the honor and privilege of pouring into women in this way, you've got to be this kind of woman, right? Because you've got to be the example first in order for them to trust you. Like that makes sense, right? I think a lot of times people might try to sell you something, but you can feel inherently when they're a fraud or a phony in that way, when it's not actual character, when it's not 
a pure heart, when it's not somebody with a pure motive or intent, you can pick up on that. Discernment will reveal that to you, right? So you've actually got to be the authentic piece, right? Before you can deliver what that does. So I love that. So you became who you now are going to coach essentially, or who you're going to help. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I, you know, imposter syndrome has come forward over and over again Mm -hmm. of, of keeping me where I was. Yeah. Well, you aren't like all of the, the stories, right? Like you talk about that too. And I always say like your thoughts become your beliefs, your beliefs become your behaviors, right? Like everything tells us that. Yeah. And I had to do all the rewiring with, with, in partnership with God of like, okay, if you want me to go there, then I've got to tell myself a totally different story than what I'm telling myself today. Because if I keep telling myself this story, I'm going to go down a totally different path than you want. And I was like, I questioned along the way. So it wasn't this like perfect path from A to Z. And I'm still on that path. But I have seen my faith in action. And I talk about taking aligned action to fill kind of the faith gap that you were talking about. And then there's that piece of having unwavering trust in him, in yourself, in the process. Yep. And I'm really good at taking aligned action. Like I feel really good about that. Yeah. Like there's still moments where I'm like, ah, but it's the (laughs) surrender piece that he has been constantly trying to teach me. Yep. Constantly trying to show me where I need to surrender more because I'm I have been known to control and <laughs> the perfectionist in me is like everything needs to be aligned in this way for me to take bold action. I talk about taking bold action, not blind action. Very yeah, different. Close. And it can be so easy to hold yourself back and be like, okay, all these things aren't in order. So I'm not going to go because clearly that's your sign that I, I shouldn't go, you know, but that's where getting in the word and paying really close attention to how he's showing up. Cause I would say I'm, I'm still in my journey of figuring out how to hear and see him, but I've been walking this season of in between. I know I mentioned to you about that and, and I feel like I've had so many irons in the fire and I'm like, why is none of this panning out? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then something transpired over the last two weeks where I'm like, oh, oh it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's different than what I thought, what I had in my head. But yeah. this makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. But it, that came from surrendering. I would have never seen this, this other option. Yes. If I hadn't surrendered, I hadn't said, I'm going to trust you. I, I know I got a lot of irons in the fire. I know I'm free, freaking frustrated. Like, yes. I'm trying yes. to go and live what you're asking me to live, but I feel like you're holding me back. Like, yes. you know, sometimes yes. you get proud of God. But. Yes. Well, and that that's another key, right? And it's so human that we do this, right? But surrender, I like to say, when you think that you've surrendered, surrender more. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, you're really probably not out of control yet. Um, so it usually comes to how attached to something are you, right? Like, are you really detached to the timeline? Are you detached to the how? Are you detached from it, right? Can, if God, like the great sign is, can God shake it and you're okay, right? Because anything that can be shaken will be shaken. Like that's that's proven. So like anything that God's not controlling will shake. It just will. So anything that's not in his hands, his hands won't be in, right? So we think in our human brain that if we give it up, that we're going to really, really suffer, or that our life is not, we're not going to get what we want, right? Yeah. But yeah. we'll get better because God knows our heart and what we truly need and what will truly make us happy and fulfilled, right? So I think you got to know that at the, at the root of it, that God is good, right? And when you get to that, then it's like, okay, if I let go of my way and I trust that his way is better then I can let this go. And when you finally do that, and again, that might be a wrestle, right? But when you yes. finally do that, it's like really quick how he shows up. He's like, perfect. We just needed to get there. Now that you let it go, we can now go do this thing, right? But we have to let, I shared this scripture, I think just the other day, but it's super powerful. So I feel like it's relevant. Um, it is john at 12 24 so it says very truly i tell you unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds 
Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So essentially what that's saying is we have to be willing to let what we had in mind die so that it can be resurrection with God's version, right? So if we are holding it too tightly, I like to say white knuckling the thing and like strangling it, right? We've got to start yeah. like peeling back our fingers and like release it entirely to God for his will to truly come to pass and for us to really align with whatever that is. So it is painful because a real death is happening. That's why I wanted to highlight that scripture. Like you literally are dying to what you had in mind and dying to the expectations of what that looks like and how it's going to go. And these are big things. This is marriage for some people. This is business for some people. This is kids for some people. Like these are big things that we attach to and we have to let it go. It's not maybe God saying, I want to say, who was this? This was Tasha Cobbs. She was sharing this story in an interview recently, right? Where she had been prophesied over here that she was going to have a baby. Like this was like a destiny thing. She was going to have a baby. Okay. And so then her, she was 40 at the time and this was happening. Right. So for like many women, you're like, uh, <laughs> right. So that's prophesied over her, her and her husband are on this journey. They're doing IVF and it's like super painful. And he thinks just by making the payments, baby's going to come. Right. You're like, we're paying this much for a thing, like a baby better. Oh, come that's right. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, that's so risky and it's not guaranteed. And they were told they lost the baby. And this was like a whole death because they're like, well, this was what was spoken. I thought this is what you wanted. We went on this whole journey. Like, what was that all about? And that's like a really hard thing to walk out. Well, she suddenly gets a desire to adopt. And she's like, well, that's weird. Like I never even pictured yeah. doing that. So she gets in touch with some lady and this lady is a godsend. She's like an angel. And she's basically like, look, this could take years, you know, um, but we'll, we'll just pray about it and see what God says. And she's like, well, I think God is, is telling you to um, like go through this process. Right. So she, she goes through this process the next day, the next day, they have a lady that comes into her office that just wants to give up her baby. And so this lady calls Tasha and is like, okay, listen, we, I'm, I'm really feeling that God wants you to write this mama letter and tell her your story and, and why, right? You want this baby. Cause there's, you know, other families, I can't promise that it'll be you, but I'm really feeling like God said to write a letter to this lady. So the mom reads the letter and I think it was within the next month she had the baby and the baby was theirs. But when they asked the mom about it later, cause they had calls with this birth mom, they asked her like, well, why did you choose us? And she was like, well, I was reading your letter and the baby started kicking. So he chose you. Wow. And I was like, this crazy thing. So like the, the picture and the, the clear, you're going to be a mom, you're going to have a baby. That was accurate. That was God's will. So that was not off. Now his way was different. Right. So it's easy sometimes to be like, oh yeah, like that, that is what God wants for me. But then it is harder to embrace how he wants to bring it to pass. Oh. And that has like a whole, usually it has like the the desire, the death, and the resurrection to be fully in God's hands. Think about it. We bring stuff so close to our heart and we just hang on to it and we like kill it. <laughs> you know? Oh. So God's like release it to me so it can be what I have in mind for you, which is always beyond, right? So I just thought that that was such a relevant story, oh, but I... it just creates that picture, right? Well, and it got me thinking as I'm like thinking about my story, I want to, yeah. I want to walk through a few pieces because that story just made me think of just like, it yeah. does feel my story so far has felt a little like suddenly I realized I want to do this thing. And I've like gone it, yes. gone in and started doing it. Yes. Here's what's, what actually has transpired leading up to this point is that I always had a heart for entrepreneurship. It's always been in my heart, but I was like, me, what does that mean? Like yeah. I need to yeah. go get X, Y experience to ever do that. But like, what yeah. do you what in entrepreneurship, like maybe because yeah. I'm in HR, I was like, oh, maybe I'll start an HR consulting firm when I like retire from corporate America when I'm 50, et cetera. Like yeah. always on my heart, but had no idea what God was going to do with that. And then oh. I like dabbled in entrepreneurship through um, different network marketing things, including yeah. when I started to make my health a non-negotiable, there was a particular program that I had loved in the past 
that I was obsessed with, I knew was going to be the thing to like help me get healthy, have accountability, coaching, et cetera. And then I was on maternity leave and I was like, I feel like, and then they had a certification process happening at the same time. And I was like, okay, like this feels really aligned. Like I have, well, quote unquote, the capacity, like not working my corporate job to like start to do this. And I was like, maybe this is going to be the thing. Yeah. Like like I'm going to be a health coach. Like I know it changes lives. Like I feel like that's maybe what God is calling me to do. Maybe that's his plan in all of this. And I'll go all in and create create, be successful and make my impact that way. And so I did, I like invested in the certification, did the thing, got certified, started running rounds. And I just felt hard. I was like, I mean, not that entrepreneurship is easy by any means, but I was like crickets for rent, like just like things where I was just like, really? Like I'm here to like serve and make an impact. And I was like, why is it hard? I, and again, like, not that it should be easy, but I'm also like, like what's like what are you calling me to do and what's so interesting is as I was walking through that I was working with a lot of other coaches who were in the health space and that's where I started leaning into mindset coaching Mm. and I was doing that with like that's what I fell in love with about health coaching is because I believe like your mindset right drives everything um again we go back to like your thoughts create your beliefs your beliefs to create your behaviors I think we can all any woman listening and can probably relate to the stories we've told ourselves about our bodies and health and food and everything like that and so I kept falling like feeling called to that space within the health industry and even helping coaches with how they were thinking about their business etc and then I still did and see what he was calling me to do. And I was like, this feels hard. Like, let me get a business coach. Like, yeah. clearly I'm doing something wrong. Like, I, it must be a strategy thing. <laughs> so yeah. This is like leaning into God and being like, okay, like, let me yeah. lean in more and surrender and unpack it with you. I'm like, let me get a business coach, which is great. Like, it's beautiful. We're both coaches. Like, there is a place for that. Yeah. And I have this first call with this business coach. And she's like, Like I'm telling her why I said yes to this coaching and kind of unpacking like what I feel like my expertise is. I I consider myself to be a self-leadership expert in regards to just like leading yourself well so you can lead others well. Talking about all of that with her unpacking and she's like, I feel like you have a business inside of you. And I was like, Mm. what does that even mean? I don't know. And she was like, I mean, you can stay and do what you're doing. Or you could start to explore this idea that like you're being called for something else. Like this was a stepping stone. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not invested a lot of money. Like, yeah, I yeah. Like, okay, like, this <laughs> other thing you want to do, yeah. you know? But I was like, you know what? Like, let me pray on it. Let me think about it because there's something to that. We were talking a lot about mind, body, and spirit work because that's what I just walked through. Yeah. And sometimes it takes God putting someone in your life to like, shine a light on something that you've been kind of like counting yourself out for because I was like well who would listen to me like you know all of all of that playing and that was kind of the pivotal moment is that God used this person to really shine a light on my unique strengths my passions all of the things that I was talking about that unlock her co my my coaching brand is built on but it didn't happen overnight yes you know it was kind of the the obedience of doing things that probably didn't make sense, especially totally. like and my husband, like, okay, yes, coach, like, yes. okay. But it kind of makes sense too. Like if you've been gradually locked up your whole life, like it does take a process to start unlocking those little by little. It's not just like one lock, right? Oh, yep, yeah. exactly, exactly. So and, and that piece, like, preparing to kind of what I'll share about this in between that I that I've been walking through is like and then I like created this business and I went back to my full-time job like after maternity leave and I was like then all I could focus on was the this thing I wanted to build right and that's hard like being split and then I started to build up resentment and victim mentality and all these things about my corporate job that were not serving me well right because when you're like building that case I guess it doesn't leave you a lot of capacity to do good or even yeah. do good within that space. And so I had a season where I had to really work through that. Cause I was like, I want to leave tomorrow. I'm unhappy. I have this thing I'm passionate yeah. about. I know I'm being called to that, Yeah. but we weren't one in a financial place to make that decision. When I talk about going boldly or blindly, that would have been going blindly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I knew that I knew that my, God was not like leave tomorrow. And like, cause yeah. in some situations, right. There might be a calling to be like, trust that he will provide. Cause he yeah. will. Yeah. That was not what I was. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to hear that from him, but I was definitely yeah. not hearing that from yeah. him. Yeah. And so he started putting into place. I talk about the financial kind of the fourth component, which is financial health. We yeah. were not in a good financial place, even with yeah. a two income home making, but we didn't shift our lifestyle. There was a lot of work, a lot of things that we weren't doing that would open us up to even this potential right. of me stepping out yeah. on faith and not fear. Yes. Some of it, I think you've walked a story where stuff has happened in your corporate job where yeah. you're like, I just want to stick it to them. And I will I want to jump ship immediately and like leave out of fear versus staying out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. I think we get so many, because I think it's one thing to kind of anticipate how you think you would show up, but you don't really actually know that until you're tested and given the opportunity to actually prove what's in you and how you show up. Right. Like, so I think it's one thing to like speak the talk. Right. But walking it out is something different entirely. And we always with God, there's no shortcuts. Like we always have the character development and the capacity development. Right. We have to really grow up in him to truly step into these promises that we have. Right. Like salvation is one thing. But when you start accessing promises of God, that's something different entirely. And we don't always see people accessing these promises, even though they're available. Right. Yes. Harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, the ones that do the work are few. Right. So it's a really beautiful thing. But what you were doing here, I was listening to you and it's almost like you were given the right pressure of where your people are going to be at. So it's like you think and that was the trap, right? Like that you could get stuck in that or you could see like, hey, this is actually the process of what you're going to be walking people out of. And you have to know it intimately and you have to get out of it yourself. It's almost like a Rubik's cube. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're like, I don't know what to say. Describe it because that's yeah. how it felt many yes. a Yes. But it's like, if you can see it for what God is doing with it and still be excellent in that and then work with him to develop your, your craft and your skill and what he's revealing in you because that's the beauty of it there was the right amount of pressure of like I can't be comfortable here ever and I'm wildly passionate about this thing but I don't have all the time so what does that tell you you have to focus and you have to become masterful and that's what was happening there right and then it's like ask me how I know (laughs) right because you've lived it right like what value do you have if you haven't overcome it you can't give or release a breakthrough that you don't have you just can't do it and what's so interesting it takes me to where I am today yeah is that I had in my mind this idea of okay I can't leave now but like in a year when my five-year-old goes to kindergarten and some other things fall into place that is the time right like you pick that timeline you're like okay yeah whatever this I need to do to get my timeline. yeah <laughs> and then things happen we had a reorg I I mean you describe I listen to your lack like your podcast episode on lack in the midst of this, where you are walking through where you got like demoted and all these things. And I'm like, like, Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like I got a demotion. I, I, I love coaching people. I no longer have a team. Like all these ego driven things were like, I feel like a moment of God's I, I I've heard the saying before and I love it, but like my rejection, is God's protection and in that moment of this change that just felt like a massive blow to my ego who I am what I stand for was God going but you wanted more capacity yeah yep and so this is what happened what needed to happen for you to have more capacity and that was so hard to hear and then I decided that he meant capacity in time and like this job will be less stressful and burn out. And so then I was like talking myself into that because sometimes it's like, you don't know until you go. And so I'm like, okay, all right, God, like I see you, this feels like this is probably the plan to create more capacity and energy, even though my schedule doesn't change, I'm just not going to be burnt out or working, you know, 60 hours a week, whatever that, you know, looks like. And it's interesting because then I was like, I'm going to give it three months. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it three months because I'm not going to make a decision from an emotional place, whether to stay, go, do what not. And I was like, in three months, I will check in. And I'll, in the midst of that, be doing all of the aligned work, working on surrendering, all the things, 
listening yeah. more than ever, but I was like, I need to, I need to know a visit. Are you asking me to stay? Or are you asking me to go? Cause yeah. I couldn't tell. I was like, yeah. are you doing this to have me stay and have capacity? Or are you like, Hey, like I took everything that was keeping you here away so that you would go. Cause I would never, I was never going to leave if I had a team. Right. I, my team was everything to me. I just hired someone in and I was like, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Even if he was asking me, I would have, I would have found every reason to stay. Yeah. It's interesting. I got to that three month mark and I was doing something in my job and I was like, I had this feeling of like this. Yeah, this isn't it. Yeah. This isn't it. Like a piece come over me. And I texted my husband. And I was like, I think he's asking me to go. Yeah. And then in my head, I was like, okay, I'll start looking for jobs. I'll update my resume. I'll start to network, like do all of these things. Cause I was like, still afraid of going without yeah. more consistent yeah. income. Cause right. As an entrepreneur, it's like, I'm still growing my business. It's new. Yeah. And so yeah. I was kind of like, okay, like, this is what I'll do. I had this plan in place. I had this idea. And what transpired was realizing that he's actually wanted me to have clarity and courage about more options to the point where he was like, he had someone planted in my life who was like, have you been asked to go part-time or contractor with your current company? Like, if you want capacity to do more and you're looking for somewhere else, like, would you ever consider this? And I was like, at first I was like, no, like, yeah. no, you know, yeah. and I started, I started asking out, I was like, okay, what were you trying to tell me through that person? Like, was it more of like, Hey, the, the safety of staying. And it was kind of like, you know, the carrot dangling or were you like, I need you to think differently, Brittany. Yeah. There are different ways to go about this that will help you continue to do your work. But I've got more for you to do in the four walls of this corporate organization. And so it's not your time to go. Yeah. And within a week, I had a conversation and we are moving me to, to part time. Yeah. Like it was like when you talk about collapsing time when you're following God, like I was like, whoa, yeah. they were like, we can do this mid-November. How does that sound? And I was like, perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. And then it's now going, okay, God, what are you asking me to do while I stay here? Because yeah. it's still not work that I'm like pumped up about, but there is something that he wants me to do. And now that's what I'm listening for is like, what do I do there? And then what do you want me to do with the capacity that I do have? What do you want me doing in my business? How do I serve more? Yes. You know, and make an impact more. Yes. So I wanted to share that part of like, I keep alluding to the in-between and that's kind of what I've been walking through. Not out on the other side, but walking through. What I love is you kept seeking. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like that makes the journey different. Like if you would have just took the reins in your own strength, or if you would have just stopped seeking, like you could have gone so many different directions or you could have even really severed a lot of things going on there um, and shut down whatever's next for you too. Yeah. Right. So a lot of that was passing a whole lot of tests that were uncomfortable. Right. And then when you do it, the clarity comes and that's always key. Right. When you take the step and the line step, as you're talking, right. The clarity comes, the peace, yeah. comes, right. The relief comes, right. And it, it might not make sense on the natural. Right. So that's why you can't get be careful who you share these things with because yes. they might, they might really infect the vision. Right. But you'll have peace about it and the relief about it. And then you'll have that space back in your life. And God will tell you sometimes it's just wait. Cause he's preparing a place for you or he's preparing people for you. Right. And sometimes it is you like taking some more steps, but a lot of times too, like you could be right on it. And God is just like allowing you to kind of recalibrate for a second. And then it'll open the way for something next. I know we talked about the prophetic that was, I was ready. Seemingly I thought for the more, I was like, what is the more, what is the more, what is the more? And that was a two and a half year window, right? Yeah. When I had been serving in recovery before I got the more. And the strategy was just fulfill your commitments and don't take on more. Mm. And yeah. when it comes, you'll know. And it was so obvious when it started coming. And it was because a whole church plant was coming here that he wanted me to be a part of launching. And I would have missed the timing. So it was very significant when you see that, that God has perfect timing and he operates outside of what we call time, right? Oh. And you just step into that with him, right? You'll start to see things line up right around you and you won't have to make that happen. He'll just orchestrate it for you. So that's probably likely what will happen now that you've taken all these steps and you're willing to see it differently. You're willing to show up differently. He's like, okay, perfect. Here's this thing. You know what I mean? It'll be cute. 
And it's that that visual you were talking about earlier, which is like the white knuckling. Like I was white knuckling it for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, and that's honestly like had been, and I was realized I realized most recently, like a lot of my life was about white knuckling and controlling it and being like having the God complex in my own life without actually admitting it. Cause I would never admit that, that I was trying to play God, but I was like, I was trying to orchestrate everything and hang tight onto my desires versus what he desired for me. And I, I always think about it in this way too, is just like getting really curious. So that's the seeking piece. Like that is the piece that like changed the game for me is just like, keep getting curious, keep asking questions, keep, moving and getting the right mindset skills and tools that he wants for me. Like you talk about that, which is like closing the gap with those things. Like there were things he needed me to do and walk through and be refined. There were things like we could not, this part time could not have happened if we hadn't gotten our financial stuff figured out. That's so like good. We, there just wouldn't be like, we're still trusting because there's still income that, yeah. that we, we are going to need to supplement with, with the life that we have, but we are confident that yeah. he will provide because we've done all the work to get, like, we paid off the most significant amount of debt this year that like only God in the work that he did through yes. us made happen because if we were sitting in that debt today, like this part-time would never have been a conversation. So it was all these little things, which that didn't always seem connected to what I, I mean, it was connected in the sense of like long-term, yeah. but it was even me working on my own stories around money. So good. Too. So good. So. And all of that is really active work. It is the work, right? Like you have to totally renew your belief system. You have to totally change your attitude and your approach to things, right? Like you can't just complain your way into a breakthrough, right? Like you've got to purify your heart. And actually a lot of times we have these tests is like God showing us where we're at. Mm, Yes. It's sort of like a litmus test. Like, okay, how much faith do you have? Or how much belief do you have? Or how pure is your heart? (laughs) Have you really forgiven that person? Right? Like God will literally test us to see like, are you ready to advance or do you still need to catch the lesson? Right. You still need to pass the test. Right. We get, we get retakes all the time. Right. But like you kind of get to decide (laughs) how miserable you want it to be or not. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. So I'm curious. I know that we could riff for a minute, but I'm curious. I love asking this question. Okay. So it's a powerful one. So many, many years from now, when you go to be with the Lord, right. And you can't take anything with you. You can't, leave a body of work let's say you can't leave books you can't leave a business right but you can leave a piece of advice that will pivotally profoundly change somebody's life what would you tell them (laughs) it's a good one isn't it yes i mean it's i love it you know i said i love deep conversations i mean it's a deep one and so i think I'm really big on powerful questions. So I'm going to leave a powerful question versus like a very specific piece of advice. And it goes back to what can you do today to be the woman that you want to be? So it's this idea, like I talk a lot about being the CEO of your life in partnership with God, but that's where the aligned action comes in. And so the question is just like, what would you do now if you were already her? Love. If you already had that thing, how would you be operating? What aligned action would you be taking? What trust and surrender would you be doing? So good. Because that is honestly what has changed my life is asking myself daily. I know we kind of touched on that earlier. But that's what I would leave. Like, I think I'm a big believer that self-reflection breeds self-awareness and self-awareness is one of the greatest skills you can ever build. And it comes from asking these deeper questions and not just asking it, but to your point, like doing the work, digging into the word, figuring out what he really wants for you, not always what you want. So when I talk about desire, like who do you desire to be? Who does he desire you to be, right? that's where my head goes when you ask that question. I love it. I love, I love. And I think, 
I know that you are talking about how you are new to the prophetic. And one of the, the exercises that we love to do, some people are familiar in Courage Co. Some people are familiar on the podcast, but we love talking about name meaning. So I don't know if you've ever looked up your name, but I feel like this is really powerful and profound because it also is an invitation to what you just said is that question of like, okay, knowing that this is my name meaning, this is now who I get to embody every day to close the gap, so to speak, right? So interestingly enough, right? Um, Brittany can come from Great Britain, but I don't think that that's the important piece to take. I think the important piece to take about that is royalty. So if you've never seen yourself as royalty, right? This is the season to start seeing yourself that way. And I think it has everything to do with maybe that imposter syndrome, right? Like somebody that is royal has an elegance about her. They have a presentation about her. There's definitely a character. There's, it's a presence, right? Like there, there is something that people can pick up on, on like that one's different. What's going on with her, but it's something that you embody from the inside out, which I think is so, so powerful. Right. So part of your assignment is not only just being Royal, but bringing women back to that dignity, Mm. ushering women back into that dignified and seated place in Christ, I think is so, so important for your identity. And then it's also when you think about um, that time period, like Great Britain, you think about the armor of God. And I think that this is really important that that's part of how you can stay in your royal position is knowing that you're armored. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that your helmet of salvation is on tight. Like you're not going to go achieve that or going to figure out like improve who you are. You're just actually owning that. Right. Or like a wow. breastplate of righteousness, right? Like you're not trying to work unto righteousness. Like you're just being it every day right or that truth you got everything like tied together you move in peace like the way somebody moves in in royalty right when you watch movies like medieval time movies they're not like running anywhere they're walking everywhere and they're very like elegant and like you know peaceful about how they're moving right but i think there's something to be said as that being an approach for you in this season and also for helping women see themselves fully as who they are in christ so I just released that over you and bless, bless you. I would take all of that. Cause I had not, when you were saying that, I'm like, I hope she tells me what it means. Cause I have not looked yes. that up. Yes. And I think it's, we know God plants people in our lives. Yes. And think like, this is exactly how we were to close it out because it would be yes. so easy in this season where I'm going part-time and I have more capacity to yes. show up right to show up from a place of lack. I know that I need that there's an importance in closing the gap in our income. But this reminder, like I loved how you just like visually said, like, how does royalty show up? Yeah. Peaceful, calm, yeah. walking, not yeah. running, not rush, yeah. not no needy. There's yeah. an abundance about them, which is something that like peace, joy, abundance, fun, like those, yeah. those things are so, so core. Yeah. Yep. It would be so easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. So I would, I mean, I was supposed, you were supposed to share that with me. I was supposed to receive that. Yeah. Season. I love so it. Good. So good. Yeah. I'm excited for you. And so I have to have updates. How can folks connect with you? Well, I love to, I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm also okay. on LinkedIn. So those are okay. the places to kind of find me and hear kind of the value and get connected, learn a little bit more about who I am, what I stand for, all that good stuff. So you can hang out with me there. I love to chat in the DMs. I love to get deep. I told you all that. It happens in the DMs and <laughs> conversations is my favorite thing to do is hear your story, yeah. how God is working through you. So I love that. And then I do want to share that I have a free masterclass coming up. Okay. So December. Um, it's going to be the first week of December. And so I can share, share the link for you to add, but it is really all about mastering your mindset and unlocking the power from within. So a lot of what we talked about, which is this whole, your thoughts become your beliefs your beliefs become your behaviors. We're going to be unpacking that. And I'm going to be having everyone bring a particular thought or story that's been playing on replay and actually work through some things in the session. So fun. So fun. We'll make sure to put all of it in the show notes. Thank you so much for being generous with your story and for doing the brave and the bold work that so few do. I'm so grateful. And thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? 
Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease feeling only love and compassion for others no matter how they may have hurt you in the past standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in you're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.